0: Have you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey
1: everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. Here with you, as always, your favorite red-headed psychic mermaid witch. Katie Manning Hilton, and as always with me, my co-host and dear friend, Dee Scott, yeah, I producer. You were describing
0: me when you said the red-headed mermaid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to, you can do whatever you want. It's twenty twenty three, babe.
0: I know I'm not redheaded, but you know, whatever.
1: We'll make that happen. Okay, great. <laughs> and my other wonderful uh, friend and co-host, Michelle Lyons Polito, psychic yes. medium.
2: Hey, everyone.
1: on this snowy snowy night and um or day and we have a fan favorite guest back our dear friend barb nesnick of willow tree wisdom hey barb hi katie (laughs) (laughs) there's a pause there's a hesitation she's like looking around there's a hesitation i think from your end with the audio um
2: pause on purpose i'm not sure
1: So we have Barb on tonight because Michelle realized when we were having lunch with you um, that we've never had you actually talk about just the practice of shamanism. We've had you talk about some different things with us and Mm -hmm. kind of dissect, but never the practice of shamanism.
2: (laughs) And and you're a shaman. I mean, is that, would you say the main part of what you do, Barb, or is it more of an herbalist or is it, does it shift and change?
3: So Michelle, I would say that I'm a shamanic practitioner, the way that I was trained, like it's, you don't ever call yourself a shaman. That's for the, for people to call you. Okay. So so I would tell you that I'm a shamanic practitioner and I will always be practicing. Okay.
2: Yeah. I I could never see you not doing um, your
3: do, doing your thing. So yeah, it's, you know, so it's, Tell us how you got started or how, tell us what
1: drew you to that facet of, um, I would say, you know, kind of like the existential or where we are, like, you know, all of our different gifts, but what drew you to that path, a nice Irish Catholic girl, like, you
3: (laughs) (laughs) who had a real job and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I, Michelle and I relate.
2: Oh, yeah, that's for sure. You know, real
3: people showing up, you know, in the first, the, the, the first like dead person that showed up was my niece, Alicia, and then my Mm grandma. and we didn't have any control over it. Yeah, I went first person I went to was my priest. And it's like, you know, I see dead people and he said, well, ignore them. And I'm like, well, you know, that's easy for you to say you don't have dead people showing up. So Mm -hmm. really, I wanted to have some kind of control over this, whatever, whatever it is, you know? So I had joined a coven and I like, I've just, I've always been so lucky with the teachers that I've had come my way. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was run by two men, like, you know, one with a PhD and we weren't supposed to practice anything else outside the coven without permission. And there was this weekend course at Omega with Sandy Ingerman on Oh, she keeps freezing. Dominism. Yes. Am I freezing?
1: Yeah, it yeah. keeps bouncing. Um, so,
3: Sandy, I, I don't know what to do about them. that.
1: Yeah. It usually means, are you near your router, hon? Of
3: course. No, but I can go in near my router. Will that make it better? Yeah. Good. I'll, I'll go in and see if that makes it any better.
1: It, for whatever reason, especially on um, a stormy day, it seems to hold it better.
2: It's like snapshot. Oh, okay. The video we're seeing is like snapshot, Barb. <laughs> stroke light.
3: Well, yeah, and that's how I, I'm seeing with you guys. Like, I, there's a little lag, like. Oh, we thought you were yeah, so really thoughtful. Is it,
1: <laughs> is it better now? I, it does seem like it sounds better. I think. I think it is. Right, Are
2: you on, on your top phone? Of the
1: router? She's on her phone. I am okay. Yeah, it's it, it seems like it's a little bit better. I'm so I sorry, go mind. back to Omega Institute, Barb. So you go to the Omega Institute,
3: all right? Yeah, so I did a weekend course at Omega with Sandy Ingram. It was like introduction to shamanism, and um, it was almost an instantaneous, yep, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So then I did all of the uh, Foundation for Shamanic Studies courses. And then there just wasn't, you know, like there was just nothing else. So I started um, going to visit like people that I have met that I liked, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of like learning and studying. And um, and then, I don't know, some different things happened where maybe I got a little disillusioned with the foundation for shamanic studies. And, um, you know, so I just kind of did my own things for years. We, I was involved with the, the society for shamanic practice and then the, um, society for shamanic practice Northeast, which, mm. uh, you know, like I'm kind of where I'm, a, I'm on the planning board for the annual event. And of course um, you are. that I'm pretty much still in involved with but sandy ingerman had also broken away from the foundation for shamanic studies and she was doing a two-year teacher certification in scotland and it was like all right i'm there Mm. so like that was my last kind of formal training and i loved it i loved the people i met you know and it just uh but that but that's that the foundation for shamanic study courses there's five core courses they were all written for Sandy Angerman so what we learned in this two year teacher training was how to teach and i mean i was kind of teaching them anyway I didn't you know didn't realize that um you, you know, I, I guess I, you know, the, the, nobody ever, nobody ever said I couldn't teach them. So there were a right. lot of people that were teaching so what, them. But, and some people I were mean, not tell us, tell us, good arm, information. When
1: people are looking at this, what's the difference between, I mean, I know, but I want our, our listeners to know, what's the difference between a shamanic practitioner and a Reiki master?
3: Well, Reiki masters are kind of channeling healing energy from the universe and using it to heal their clients Mm -hmm. um we may do that but we probably will be doing an awful lot more on top of that right so you know so the word shaman um you know and you'll hear different variations on this but i believe it's um like tuven i believe it's uh what's who are the people that live in the far north not lapland like uh, Sami. So I believe it's, a, and it, it the word means the one who walks between the worlds. Ooh,
0: so what yes. a shamanic
3: practitioner does, is goes to non-ordinary reality, which is not an imaginary place. It's just not your ordinary place and brings back information, like information for healing, healing individuals, mm-hmm. healing societies, healing land. You know, so we partner with helping compassionate spirits um, in non-ordinary reality to bring healing to this reality.
2: Yeah and I've had the experience of uh soul retrieval with you which is one of the, the I don't know if you call the service or a ceremony that you do for clients that come and want healing
3: I talk to a lot of people about that too so technically it it's all ceremony but it it you know like we we for marketing purposes we call it a service because that's kind of what people understand but yeah um you know so your soul, your soul lives a lot longer than your body. You know, your soul will um, continue to go on to have other lives. You don't want your soul in your body at the point of like impact or trauma. So, in order to avoid trauma, it it fragments, and then it right. you know like may or may not uh, come back. And there's very clear signs for people that are you know suffering soul loss. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your just about everything in the, in the DSM, you know, for me would be, you know, would be soul loss, but there's, there, you know, there's a lot more that we do than, than just soul retrieval. So soul retrieval, you go, you partner with helping compassionate spirits to find the, the lost pieces of an individual's essence that if you bring it back, you know, will greatly help them at this point in their, in their life. Mm. So, um,
2: and that's from Past and, lives and current uh, lifetimes, Barb, would you say?
3: Well, you know, so so the way that I was trained is you know, like time is not linear and our lives are not right. linear, everything's multidimensional. Mm. So if you heal something in this life, it's gonna it's gonna heal it, you know, like through all lives. And it's not often that past life stuff comes up. It not that it never does, but usually mm-hmm. there's enough to heal from this. Lifetime that, yeah, um, you know, you don't. Occasionally, there's you'll see trauma that was from like from another time or another life. So, so what's your what's your what's your thoughts on
1: um? And I've been hearing it a lot lately on ancestral, right, traumas and um or issues like curses almost through the family.
3: you know, the Bible says the sins of the children will be the sins of the fathers will wow. be visited on the children for seven generations. Yes, you know, so that throughout most traditions, there is a thing called ancestral, you know, like look at the Japanese with like ancestor veneration and not yeah. dishonoring your family because you don't just dishonor it in this particular moment, it's the entire
1: you're dishonoring world.
3: your family well, lines. So I didn't know until I, I was love, watching
1: a show the other night um, and ancestral- it was something about like haunted oh my god what haunted scotland no it was the haunted amish really and i was literally like huh? so of course i had to watch it but did you know that if you are amish and you speak to somebody like us you curse your family for like every generation oh my goodness so even though it's like one person might and see don't. a psychic
3: they carry that through. Oh, a psychic! I thought you yeah. meant. I thought you meant just an English. So the I I live in Amish country out here. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody out here is Amish. Not everybody, but a lot. A lot. So, and they call us the English, and I love to tell them in German that I'm not English. But um, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, that might be, you know, and that's why. But you know, but the Amish are more of a collective, like Japanese, you know. So everything they do, right? It, it, it's almost. Like a hive mind. It's not good to be individual. Individual to to think only for yourself. What you do, you think of your community, your town, your village, your family, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would believe that. I just thought that was interesting. So, do you so, have people ancestral karma? Right. Oops, did we lose her?
2: Um,
3: I I just started actually writing the class on ancestral karma because it's. And I started working That's on my own, you know, in the first journey I did, I thought it would be my, my father's family. Cause all the way back to Robert the Bruce, there's been mm-hmm. this kind of a schism to like many generations that we're all aware of. And when I journeyed, it was not my father's line that showed up. It was actually my mother's. And I saw these people, um, and, and it was like black and white getting off a, a boat in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and It was like, this is weird. Like, who are these people? And so a few years later, my cousin Mary and I got involved in the Clewell reunion page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the whole history of that line.
0: But in
3: that, in their website or Facebook page, it's exactly the picture that I saw of the woman getting off the boat in Philadelphia with the two little kids. So talk about like, like validation or whatever. It was like, oh, Oh, my God. You know, and so. That's fascinating um, that you're doing that. Healing ancestral lines is, yeah, and it, 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 you know, everything that you do to make yourself healthy and whole makes you more, more healthy and whole. So I um,
1: think that in the last couple of years,
3: bits and pieces, but.
1: Barb, I think in the last couple of years, we've seen more of that, or I've heard more people Mm -hmm. wanting that or needing that. And part of it has to do with the the advent of, you know, 23andMe and Ancestry.com, so that people are seeing farther back than what (laughs) their great-grand told them, or, uh, you know, many times lies, you know, families... So many lies. Yeah, so families told stories about um, their, their ancestry and that they have felt that energy of maybe things not being completed, or, um, maybe it's a long line of people with alcoholism, Mm -hmm. but that they are seeking, um, an ancestral, um, clearing. So I, I, I think that's, um, interesting Barb, that you're working on that now, and you're teaching those classes for our listeners to know.
2: I I find that fascinating. I I have started doing that I just, it just kind of happened. I don't know about you, Katie, but you end up take riding these waves and I do the ancestry on ancestry.com. And so many of my people are right here in some pretty old cemeteries and I go and I clean up their grave and I wash the stone and I, I it, it's like psychic genealogy that I've mm-hmm. doing really. And i had people reach out to me wow. where we actually go to family plots And I've read them right there. It's it's pretty amazing, and it's. it's, I think even with COVID, people maybe holding still looked back a little bit.
1: Mm, Yes, yes, I agree because it's. It does seem like it exploded in the last three years.
2: Yeah. There she goes. So,
3: (laughs) see, I've. I think I've been aware. I've been aware of. I've been aware of that kind of work and people that are really intensively in for probably 10 years Wow! like i i think healing ancestral karma like 10 years ago was was kind of big
1: yes right right That they go in loops um so yep. barb you mentioned journeying and journeying explained to our listeners and we're we're gonna do a little journeying tonight boop, 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 um with our listeners Journeying is so, right. That's you know. And, explain
3: it. So you know, Michael Harner, who was the founder of the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, was an anthropologist at a, in Berkeley at uh, USC Berkeley. And so, as he was going around the world studying different cultures, he noticed or realized or became aware of the fact that there's certain key points in all indigenous traditions. OK, so any place where Christianity or communism hadn't eliminated, you know, indigenous spiritual practices, there were these certain core concepts and and the journey is one. So places that um, that shamans typically travel to is to the lower world, which is not hell. It's just the lower world. Um it it looks a lot like this world you know what i mean you're mm-hmm. you're like you'll find you're more apt to find power animals in in the lower world um it it looks it looks and smells and feels and tastes a lot like this world it, you know it's like a very green kind of a place mm. um and then there's the upper world and the upper world you'll find usually you know cuz there's always exceptions like um gods goddesses you know like maybe angelic teachers um it's it's a lot lighter you know like
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah
3: it's a lot lighter you know both energetically and like from a spectroscopy standpoint you know it's just Ooh. a. It's a, a different place, and, and then I there's think, the middle world, and the middle I world. I think would sometimes be...
1: that people are describing exactly what you're talking about when they're doing astral projecting. Is that very yeah.
3: common? Yeah, yeah, they're journeying. So, yep. Uh, I think it was Liz Rolfe had in her okay. shop work by this artist, and I was like, oh my god, who did that artwork? And I forget who she told me did it. And she said, why? And I said, cause I've been to those places. So the mm-hmm. foundation at one point was trying to map out non, non-ordinary reality. Cause there's no just, way. you know, like every, everybody will have their own experience, but there's mm-hmm. certain places that are like in the, co- in the common public domain, like, you know, like any, any shamanic practitioner would say, Oh yeah, I've been there. You know, if you were to draw it out and look at it. So, um,
2: it's almost like a Grand Central Station for the other side, maybe.
3: Or you know, yeah, there there's certain there's just there's certain places that are recognizable, and then you know you're dealing with individuals, um, and individual history. So there's in you know there's places that might be specifically for yours, but then there's also places that like anybody that's ever journeyed has been like, yeah, I've been there.
2: Now are we so, not supposed? And to And then spare- the middle
3: world. Oh yeah. Say it. I didn't hear you, Michelle. Go ahead. Are
2: are we not supposed to share our experiences with others or perhaps our spirit animals with others?
3: So different cultures say, you know, and it's primarily like for uh, like jealousy purposes. Uh, You Don't keep keep your prime power animals and and teachers to yourself. Keep that a private relationship.
1: I need to share the story I probably have already with you, Barb, and my son, Nicholas. And I made Nicholas come to, you know, moms and woo-woo, I made Nicholas come to a drumming circle at Barb's house, and there was a lot of young people there. And she had everybody lay down and relax, and she was going to drum so that you would meet and see your power animal. So I'm all excited that my son, Nicholas, is sharing this experience and everything. When she, you know, signals for us to come back, Nicholas like sits up and his eyes are like crazy. And he's looking at me and he's looking at Barb and there's all these people in the room and he's like, mom my spirit animal looks like Horton Hears a Who It's an <laughs> elephant. But it didn't look like a real elephant. And I, I said to him, I said, well, ask Barb about it. And Barb said, okay, I'm going to have us come in here and uh, your mom and you, and um, we're going to drum and see it again and work with you on that. And it was, in fact, um, it was Horton Hears a Who. It was an elephant. And, um, and that was how. It came to be that Nicholas is covered in a tattoo of a tribal elephant down the one arm because he goes, Mom, it's what Barb told me. So it was like okayed by Barb.
2: <laughs> How many times do people come away from Barb's house, kids saying, Yeah,
1: oh, Barb said it's okay. I'm like, Barb said it's okay. okay. I can eat whatever I want. I can ju- just as long as it's not in moderate it's in moderation, it should I should say. Yeah. And and you kind of go, Yeah, I guess it is okay. <laughs> You guys remember that 40th birthday party that you had for me there? Yeah, <laughs> everything in moderation, Michelle, yep. for you. Yeah. Oh well,
3: I just don't think you should tell people what to do. Right. So, you know, like, all right, can I brag a minute about my kids? I have amazing yes. kids. But I can remember my sister-in-law saying, you have no rules. And I'd say, no, I don't have rules. I have good kids. Like, if they stop being good kids, maybe I'll make up some rules. But like, exactly, and now we don't need them. So... Um, and I I believe that in life and I I think like that's why you know a lot of religions you know religion was never meant to become dogmatic it was meant to be like living and growing and changing and that that's the thing about shamanism you get true information like as you need it and you need to like adapt and adjust as far as the journey process you can journey to anybody like mm-hmm. anybody in time you know with all I mean. the stuff that's going on in some of the division in the country the last couple of years yeah. if i want the truth about something i can journey and i have you know like i i can journey to malcolm x i can journey to abraham lincoln i can journey to madame curie you know and mm. and 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 get really good information so I don't watch the news if I if I want to know something I'll go and and talk to somebody that I think would really be an expert I love that Barb how many years
1: um first of all have you been practicing and how many years or how long should somebody be effectively in training yeah, in training
3: before. They should even be administering to somebody else. So we talk about ethics all the time. You know, somebody reads mm-hmm. a book or they take a weekend class, and the next thing you know, they're charging people a $1,000 for their...
1: Which blows me away. If, yeah. if anybody's so, listening out there, you know, I would question somebody's um, history. I don't care if they're a tarot card reader, psychic medium, what their background is, because it does seem like there's a lot of pop-up shops that
3: they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you were... If you didn't know any plumbers and you needed plumbing work done, you would get information. You know, you'd probably get right. three estimates and are they licensed and did they go to school to be a plumber or what? Right. You know, and it it seems like with this kind of practice, you know, we're not required to be licensed and we don't want to be licensed. We don't want the exactly. federal government to tell us what we can and can't offer but, or the state government. But people do need to be a little careful with who they're opening up their souls to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. So I don't think that, I don't think that there's fast and hard rules for that. For mm-hmm. me, I would not practice on, I mean, I practiced on all my friends and all my family, like to, to, First, to develop yeah. my skills. And they yep. knew it's like, you know, I'm learning these new techniques. Will you let me do a power, a power animal retrieval or a soul retrieval or whatever. So, but you know, for me, I was, Probably like eight years I did all the I did all the foundation you know there's so there's five core courses, and then you know the two week intensive and there were just different people that I loved that I met along the way that I'd go study with you know like for me, I am affecting people's lives their their mental and and spiritual health, and mm-hmm. I wanted to be sure that I was one hundred percent confident um you know, and and I see so many people now that aren't really interested in 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 providing yeah. shamanic services. They're interested in selling shamanic services. It's like oh. I want to get through these classes so that I can like sell my shamanic services. I think, right. On.
2: Add it yeah, to that's their in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's a lot of ego too, and we all know that that happens a lot in this business. And even when I'm speaking to my my students, I talk a lot about putting the ego aside. And I think that that's um, uh, there's some kind of they think like magic that they can if they if they learn one class and they've got it. And it's, so it's Katie, not- that's
3: what a that's what a shamanic practitioner practitioner is. You become a hollow bone. What yep. what you do, like, you know, when you see me work and I'm, you know, 15 mm-hmm. minutes before I even start working, that's what I'm doing. You know, my ego is Felix Unger on crack. So I have to negotiate <laughs> that um person to like be quiet and step out of the way so that you know the the connection could be made with the spirits to um to allow the healing to come through you know and, and i disagree things- with
1: that i think you're the most chill person i know so or one of the most chill people i know that i don't think you have any of that you're saying that and it's kind of like you're telling on yourself
3: <laughs> you don't live you don't live in my head katie you i
1: know that's know true like. i i have i have glimpses of it but i don't live there um I wanted to ask you, um, are you, do you, ever, did you ever have a point with learning this or doing this that you had like an, Oh my God moment, like well, a well, kind of a breakthrough or that really well, like, well, Holy shit moment.
3: Yes. Lots of them. And I, and I, I was thinking about that the other day. Cause like, I don't have them anymore. And I said, you know, hey, you guys, send me something, would you? <laughs> like, yeah, send me please. some real magic. Yeah. Cause I used to get it like all the time. Like, you know, like, oh my God, this can't be happening. Like, I must be crazy. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and toward and I I I'll get like after I do an intro class, I'll get all kinds of messages from students saying, Oh my God, you can't believe, you know, like like I walked out my front door and there was an eagle sitting on my porch railing or <laughs> you know, so I think at the beginning you get like a lot of validation, you know, as you, you know, for people that are seriously committed, you know, to the work. So you, you, you do get amazing validations, but also some of the healings that I've seen are just like, you know, when people will call, call like a month later and say, you know, I had this really serious, you know, physical condition. And after this shamanic Mm. work, you know, it cleared up or it went away or, you know, because if I didn't get that kind of validation, I wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. It's
1: I so have I don't know about Michelle, but I have um referred a lot of families, especially with um young adults, um to Barb for oh, our yeah. listeners, um, that have had challenging paths and it basically is like, you know, they're they're talking to therapists or they're having anxiety. And um not only do I think you're an extremely um, effective and on point, um, yeah. you know, uh, herbalist, um, but it, it just really, really um, is such a, an empowering thing that you do with these young people. Kind of bringing them in and saying, like, okay, you know, you're not weird, and what you're going through isn't isn't weird, and and we can work on this together. Really empowers them, Barb. Yeah, so I, I remember- appreciate. Do you Mm
3: -hmm. remember our first Indigo kids class? Yeah. And we had all these kids and they're like, you know, they don't know each other and they're here to to do something really, really weird. And um, (laughs) I think you had asked, you know, how many of you have these experiences and they all looked around at each other, like, and they all raised their hand.
2: Oh, and how validating. You know, do you
3: remember that? Those kids became the best of friends. I know. know, um, Because, and I really, like, I always admired those parents because a lot of the parents didn't have those kinds of experiences, but they were supporting their kids. Yes, agreed. You know, we're, we're all born. We're all born really gifted, but you know, by the time you're three or four, the the world has turned it off. You know, you didn't see yeah. that. You didn't. That didn't happen. You know, that couldn't be. You can't do that. You know, and so, so you talk about soul loss. The way we raise our kids mm. causes mm. major soul loss at a really early age. So it's so
2: important that we nurture. Nurture them and keep them on the tracks and let them follow their own path. Yep. So, yeah. I see that so often where people decide my kid's going to like softball because I like softball or some, you know, not, not be a music kid because there's, we're a sports family, just crazy shit like that. There's yeah. a lot of
3: pressure on families, you know, and I'll have parents that bring their kids, you know, cause there's something like wrong with their kids or whatever. That's what they're being told. Ugh. you know, because of the schools, because of the doctors or whatever. And a lo- what's really fun for me to do is like work without the families even knowing, I, like work on opening up the communication lines with within the family, you know, yeah. because there's a wounded child inside that parent half the time too. Oh yeah. So
1: I um, had a mom years ago, just sharing stories like that. That was a real, oh my gosh, moment. And I'd gone to this house and um I was doing the reading for the mother and nobody else was there. And um the mother said, I really want to talk about my son. And I said, Okay. And I looked at the picture and I said, Oh, he's really gifted, like he's got a lot of ability and everything. And she goes, Well, we've been having him speak to the school psychologist because he has seen people here. He sees a shadow, he smells the smoke and everything. And the whole time in my head, I'm getting there was nothing for them to be afraid of it's the grandfather it's the grandfather like it wasn't even the fact oh. that the kid was like highly like like a like a spook magnet he was just like the grandfather was coming in to visit while i'm there wasn't it just a weird thing the father and the son the teenager walked in the house and for lack of a better name i'll say the name daniel and then um she said daniel this is katie and i said daniel i'm gonna ask you a couple questions and michelle you and i've done this with little kids yeah (laughs) but i said to him so it's okay for you to talk to me and the parents like you could see the kid did not want to talk about it but i said um you've been seeing and hearing things and he said yes i get is see a shadow go down the hallway and the mother is clearly getting agitated because they were going to be bringing him into another therapist to put him on meds. Oh God. And I said, um, I said, so when the, when this, when you see this shadow and you're hearing these things, I said, you're not scared, are you? And he goes, no. And I said, well, describe to me the feeling. And he goes, I don't know. I just feel kind of comforted. Well, she looks shocked because I don't think anybody asked him how it made him feel seeing these things like they just he was just saying like I see these things and I'm, I hear somebody in the house and I said they what was the first thought you had Daniel of who this was and he said I thought it was my grandfather well oh. she literally like slumped back in her chair and I said well, it is your grandfather I said he's just coming to visit and let you know how proud he is of you and and hang out with you I said he wouldn't want to miss a thing and it was very emotional but it taught me a big lesson to Ask people, and especially young people, like like that, mm. that group, Barb, you were talking about with those indigo kids, how did it make you feel? Yeah. And they were amazing, they were so little, some of them, and they could tell us how they felt about stuff. Yeah, we learned so
2: much from those kids, didn't we? I know. I, mean. I know.
3: That was pretty
1: mind blowing
3: when you think yeah, about that, it. That was one of my favorite things that we ever did was that group. Mm. You know, and that was a lot of years with those kids. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah, they're all grown up.
1: They're all grown up. They're way, they're way taller than all three of us now. <laughs> they <are. laughs> and they were chasing around Barb's chickens when they'd come. That was like the highlight of their night was like playing flashlight tag, I think, in our yard. Yeah.
2: I remember Dee Dee coming inside saying, that girl with the curly
1: hair kissed me on the lips. Yeah, I remember that too. I was like, oh, okay.
3: <laughs>
1: she was only like four. He was like, what, six? Yeah. Yes, it's
3: like, oh, man. <laughs> um, so something that I'm thinking about and I wanted to bring up because it's been brought up a couple times when we talked, is like cord cutting. Oh, I yes. Mean, That's you know, right. like, people want cord cuttings. And I think, have you ever mowed your lawn? What happens when you mow your lawn? Yes, it grows right back. It grows back, right back. <laughs> it grows back uh, thicker and stronger. So, you know, like everybody's heard about soul retrieval and power retrieval, but they're not, they're not the only way that we work shamanically. And, you know, so when I first started, when I decided, okay, I'm going to start doing this publicly, you know, I'm going to, you know, like make this my life. I used to advertise, and I think it's still on the website. Like it'll talk about soul retrieval or, you know, different kinds of things, but, you know, people would call and make an appointment for a soul retrieval and they would get here and the spirits would say, well, you know, what they really need is an extraction or, you know, they've got an attachment or, Mm -hmm. So when people come, I do, you know, whatever they need. So, but, you know, so when you have soul loss or power loss, you, it leaves a void, you know, and if Mm -hmm. you don't intentionally fill that void, then, then it's, you know, the universe, whatever out there, you can, can fill the void. So, you know, one of the things that we do, and I think um, one of the most important things that we do is extraction work. So it's, you know, determining where negative energy is collected. And mm-hmm. Michelle, you know me, I don't use the D word. <laughs> I don't either. I just it's say determining negative where negative energy. energy is collected and then removing it and then mm-hmm. intentionally, you know, filling that space with power animal or, you know, soul parts or what have you. And that's
2: so important because I'm always talking about that. I always say I only have three rules and rule number one is to always choose light over dark. Uh, right. Rule number two, well, at least for me, rule, rule number two is if you move an energy, make sure you fill it with something that you want there. And number three is don't play with a Ouija board unless you really know what you're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good Lord. Um, Barb, you had um, warned uh, uh, me, actually, and had, had explained that to me. And um, like so many things, I I thought to myself, no, I got this. I can, I can do a soul cord cutting. And you said it'll grow back stronger if you do not extract the root doing a soul cord retrieval. And, um, you know, you'll you'll be hearing from that person or you'll, you know, and mm-hmm. I kept thinking to myself, no way, I'm not hearing from him now. It's just like a nuisance in my life and my heart. So um, for our listeners, I've shared this, uh, I'm sure, before in here, but I did the, I, I sat in my office, the one I used to share with Helene. I sat in the office and I I meditated and I did the um, soul cord cutting just like it said in the meditation and I got done and was packing up my office and go, getting ready to go to the car and my phone went off so I thought it was one of the kids and I looked down and it was one of the ones that I was cutting from mm-hmm. and that was exactly what you said and I was like holy shit I haven't heard from this person I'm like. 4 months. I didn't make it to my car across the parking lot. Not a big parking lot, across the parking lot and another one that I had cut. Literally the message was thinking of you, don't know why but you're on my mind. It's crazy, isn't it? And I was I was actually kind of like whoa, like dumbfounded <laughs> and I know I shared it with you guys. Mm-hmm. And then once I became very intentional about doing Um, I, I guess I'll change it now, not soul cord cutting, but soul extraction, um, and getting rid of that, that, attachment and really sending it back to the person with a blessing. It, it was a game changer. It gave me so much peace and it really did create, um, that, that opening in my life to have that happiness and, and kind of get rid of that almost like a looming, um, fear that person is just like, that energy is just looming
2: like a dark cloud.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, once you and release another, it's good.
3: Another thing is uh, soul stealing, you know. And we all do it. Like every year, I give back. You know, like you, you'll, you're you're going to unintentionally steal little bits of your children or your lover or, you know, mm. or, you know, you do it without. Like I kind of
1: right. It's not I, intentional thought to do something to know harmful when I'm
3: doing it. But I I do ceremony once a year to like give back anything that I've taken because it's not doing me any good. It's not my energy. It's theirs. You know, so it's weighing me down. It's not doing them any good because they don't have, you know, full use of all their own energy. But, you know, like that's it's something that and that's different than extraction work. Extraction work is, you know, like Mm -hmm. negative energy that's collected inside of your your body, you know, Mm -hmm. where the the soul stealing it may or may not you know if you've got big gaps and you're just taking everybody's to try to fill up your gaps that's you know it could be that but you know we all we all do it like to the people that we love Mm -hmm. so and don't you one of the one of the ways that um and i think this was a go ahead barb go ahead barb oh i thought michelle was talking Um, you know, one of the things, and I think this was a Stephen farmer technique. I think that's originally, but like every early summer, you know, when, when you can first jump into the water, you know, like set the intention that you're going to release like anything, you know, let it go with blessings back, send back to the, whoever you took it from and jump in cold water. And that just kind of does a psychic cleansing. Oh, I like that. So the the first time you jump in the lake, you know, in the summer or whatever, make it make it like a a little ritual where you're where you're releasing and giving back anything you might have taken.
2: And don't you think that's why like spa days or trip with the, you know, with the old gang? Sometimes I think that you when you put yourself in a different different group or different situation, you you feel what pieces of yourself you've let go. And you pull them yep. back,
3: and you come yep. back and
1: feel whole. Yeah, that remembering—it's definitely yeah. a remembering. Yep, because we all fall into
3: ruts. And- well, there you go, Katie. There's a, there's another thing that we do is soul remembering. So, ah, and, and soul remembering—that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, you know, so we came here for a reason. You know, there we were up there in the the void or whatever, looking down, and it's like. <laughs> I want to go to earth and do that. And then we're born. And our parents say, you're beautiful. You're ugly. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so we completely lose sight of.
2: Why we're here.
3: You know, like why we came for this manifestation. So uh, soul remembering you actually journey to where people were before they, you know, conception before they entered. And um, you draw them a picture of why they came and then they, you know, they put it someplace where they can see it for a while and it helps um, waken up that, you know, like reawaken that purpose, that soul purpose. Uh, If you teach that, I want to come and do that. It's usually a part of a workshop. Michelle, next time you come for lunch, we'll do it. I mean, it's just. (laughs) Okay. It's just one of those little things that help, you know. I love along, along tonight. with
1: eating too much and whiskey tasting and everything yeah. else, and, <laughs> and throwing tarot cards, um, we have really interesting, colorful lunches. We do. Um, oh. Barb, what is the what is the probably the and, and not to to be um, kind of like a monger, but what is the scariest thing that you've ever encountered doing this work?
3: I was in Brooklyn on the beach in Brooklyn. You know, there is a beach in Brooklyn. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I got a call from someone and they said that their nephew was possessed by a demon. And I am just, I don't like that word. I don't like the fear that it puts into people. And then, you know... I've talked to Michelle at this at length. You know, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you do, and they people are still like, "Well, why did I get a demon? Am I going to get another demon? Am I going to?" So I don't like the D word, but she showed me a picture of this child who was walking up the wall sideways like a spider, like Linda Blair on The Exorcist, <laughs> and I started to get scared. You know, like I, I started pause, to think, yeah. you know, because we've all seen The Exorcist, and that priest well, was trained, but you know, he still ended up flying out that window. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh oh, okay. I started to get scared, and then I said, "Wait a minute," you know, like you you've got this like you work with very powerful spirits and you know like just do what you're trained to do Mm -hmm. but I was scared when I saw the kid walking up the wall sideways
2: (laughs) yeah I, I recently had an experience like that and it was just for a split second I was taken aback and part of my mind to go with it, that. It,
3: no it's your ego Michelle who's designed to protect you and it says oh,
2: you're <laughs> crazy don't touch this and, I, and then I could feel like spirit from behind me saying you got this and then I
1: just did it well, Michelle it. and I were at something together and it was clearly a, a d word oh. um, a demon and um as they were talking and crazy stuff was happening both Michelle and I kept trying to act really professional. <laughs> and we kept going "Uh uh-huh uh-huh so tell us meanwhile the lights are flickering Mm -hmm. i mean you name it it was every single thing that you've ever ever seen and at one point i finally looked over at the table at michelle kind of like psychically saying to her like what in the fuck are we doing here
3: so you know so that extraction run Run, that that right there that's a clear call for extraction work Yeah. yeah entity needs to be extracted from that person and mm-hmm. then you know, once it's out and the person's healed, then you can, you know, deal with that. But I, you, you just, you know, like, you don't often see demons. I mean, I've been doing no. this no. over twenty years. No, and I'll I agree. tell you, it's a rarity. You know, it, it's a, it's a rarity. Most of the time, it's like negative energy. It's, you know, it's 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 major. It's soul loss or power loss or, um you know, you just,
2: don't you think most of his negative thought forms? Yeah.
3: A lot of it. And I, you know, like, so as far as extraction work, I know when a a friend of mine had a a a pretty high political job and she called me one time, she was going to speak someplace, but she felt like she was having a heart attack. And so I journeyed and like her heart, remember lawn jarts, her heart was full of jarts, jarts. Mm. it for me, if I see like, a and that might not be the way you would see it, mm. but um, if I see darts or jarts or something, I know that that's been thrown at someone. That's like, because other people being jealous, you know, it's and like they've that, thrown or,
2: yeah.
3: negativity at someone. So, um, but you know, there too, Michelle, as far as demons, like you, one of the things that I remember in my early foundation training, they were like, Don't work with spiders and, you know, snakes and insects. And well, for someone like Dee Stranisa. Right. You know, that's what she would work with. So a lot of times, like (laughs) when you're doing extraction work, you do a diagnostic over Mm -hmm. the physical body. And like, I'm not really afraid of spiders or snakes or whatever. Mm. I wouldn't. So I wouldn't see them. I'll see broken glass or rusty wire or Uh, it's just the spirit's way so i don't believe for a minute that my client has rusty nails or broken glass in them it's just the spirit's way of getting my attention to say okay you know like does this stuff belong in a body right
2: right the way to communicate it's a communication technique
3: yeah it's a communication technique so that's you know like you you it's not always literal work.
1: Where are you, Barb?
3: Am I getting? Am I away again?
1: Oh, there you yes. are. <laughs> there. So, Barb, I think this is a good spot. Would you please do the drumming for us, please?
3: Yes, yes, yes. Um. So, you want to do a journey? I want to do a journey. Oh, All right,
2: can I just so- say something? Anyone listening to this podcast while driving, stop the podcast now. You don't want a journey when you drive.
1: No, you don't. <laughs> Save it for later when you can lay down on your bed.
3: Yes. You can lay down in your bed or sit comfortably, but yeah, you don't want to do it while you're driving. Um, so I think that because this, there, not everybody that's listening is done, you know, like introduction to shamanism or whatever. So for me, when I'm dealing with uh, people that like really don't have any kind of experience, I like to do a Celtic journey. Mm -hmm. So think about like, what do you know about the Celts? You know, think about like, or maybe the mists of Avalon. Mm -hmm. So a Mm -hmm. lot of times if like Druidic people and Druidic people were shamans, you know, if they were going to go look for information, they would go into the mist. Mm -hmm. So with this journey, um, that's what we're going to do. I'll drum and then I want everybody to to be surrounded with mist and once you're surrounded from with, with mist, and I think we're gonna um, we're gonna journey to meet a teacher in human form. How does that sound? Ooh, okay, that okay. So yes. I want you to surround yourself with mist, and then once the mist is up, I want you to look for the herd of deer, and I want mm-hmm. you to run with those deer, and then run with those deer, and they'll bring you into a clearing. Um, so, like, once you're in the clearing and the mist should dissipate some, there'll be a teacher there. So, you know, ask the teacher some questions, like, who are you? You know, like, why did you come? Or, or you know, like whatever kind of questions you can think of. Um, and then I'm going to do a return beat, so the drum beat will change. Mm-hmm. And I want you to thank whoever came and have that mist come back up and Find the herd of deer and run back with them right to where you started. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. I got to go get my drum. I left it in the other room. Give me a second. <laughs> All <laughs> right.
2: I never noticed that light on Barb's ceiling, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners have no idea. I think we can see up on her ceiling. Um, I think it's great that she told you how the the process is supposed to be seen because it is so helpful. And then, especially the calling back. Yes. And you'll
3: feel you know, that callback is really important, and it's really, really. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes I'm not standing by my phone. Um, it's really important to like acknowledge or thank whoever showed up, and then come back and feel yourself. You know, like come back into yourself. Right. Sometimes, you know, like especially like I, I think I have a, I have, I call it a privilege. I end up with a lot of psychic students. And um, mm-hmm. the psychics, especially, if they don't like really bring themselves back and ground themselves, they end up with headaches. Oh, and mm-hmm. so, if that's the case, if you do journey work and then you get a headache, just do another callback. You know, like do a do a do a callback and make sure you're grounded. So okay. Um, but anyway, let me. I'm just gonna set my timer so that I'm not doing this too long. Two hours later. <laughs>
2: Dee, are you going to do this? D Scott?
3: Oops. All right. Are you guys ready?
1: We are ready.
3: So the mist is going to come up. You're going to run with the deer to the clearing. You're going to meet okay. the teacher in human form. And before I even start, set the intention that you want to meet a teacher in human form. Okay. So spend some time with that teacher. You'll hear the call back and go come right back the way you came. Mist comes up run with the deer back to where you came from. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Wow, that was incredible. That was amazing, Barb. How
3: you guys do?
1: Great. I I was amazing, and exactly what you said. I always go along a cliff, like a. It almost looks like um, like Maine. I can see water Mm. and the woods, and then I always, whenever we've done that before, and then I come back into the woods, and then I find the clearing. It's the same path every time.
2: Wow. And my path is through thick woods following a stream. Oh. And I love the ocean. I love Maine. But for some reason, it's in this like thick, thick woods with this stream that cuts a path, and I can run
1: next to it. It's not a place I know. No. Right. So it's not something in my, my normal reality. D, how did you do?
0: I saw the back of my eyelids for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Which okay. It, at least I woke up. I mean, I, I'm kind of tired, so at least I didn't fall asleep.
3: <laughs> so, okay, you know, and like anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I like I journey really, really fast. Like, yeah, you know, like boom. Some people don't. One of my, I keep bringing up D, but I met D and your when I was doing your psychic development class. When you used to have me come in and do like drumming. And she was like, you know, I, I just like, I think I could do this, but there's something blocking and and what it was, was the group, you know what I mean? So in order, Mm -hmm. so she just came up here a couple of times, like privately, and she's one of the most prophetic shamanic practitioners, you know, like the information that Dee gets. If I have a big quandary, if like, like at COVID when all the COVID was going on and there was just information I, I had to have it was D that I called to come and journey and like validate,
0: you know, Aww. so we both journeyed.
3: we both got identical information, identical plants showed up, you know, so, but it took her, it took her a while to be able to actually go any place, you know? And so right. I think anybody can do it. It's not, you know, like we, we were all meant to have different tools in our t- toolbox. Yes, you know, so it might not be the thing for everyone, but if you really feel called and you, you know, like practice enough, you'll get it. And and I have to say,
2: it's very, Katie and I have done this with Barb quite often. So I think when Barb, you were just talking about where we were going, I was just there already. But I mean, when the drums, the drum is so powerful, even over like a listening device like this but to be in person and to feel the drum
1: mm-hmm.
2: is just incredible I remember the first drum circle I did it was after one of the the I think the first psychic fair out in Amsterdam and you had asked me to bring my bagpipes and I brought my pipes I didn't have a drum at the time but I was I, my socks were knocked off it was the most powerful thing I to sit in a circle of people drumming it's, there's just nothing like it and, uh, drumming, the first time and drumming for me.
3: intentionally, you know, like, mm. yep. you know, so drum circles are intentional drumming. You're on, you've got a group of people that are on a similar mission, right? Here, you know, here's Amazing. back to the Bible, you know, whenever two or more are gathered, you know, oh. it, it shall be given. So, um, you know, and you, you talk about experiences. We were, we were drumming, we were doing some healing on the river and Ann Thane, you know, who was mayor at the time was right? with us and, and it was flooding. You know, and so the public oh works God. guys called and they were like, Anne, Ann, and she just looked at me and I said, It'll be fine. So Ann likes to tell this story because, you know, we kept drumming and within, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, the water started to recede. she's like, <laughs> What do I do? Tell the public works guys that, you know, like we're don't worry, we're drumming on this, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and don't you're you not gonna that. think it's weird.
2: Yeah, they, they might not believe it, but it's interesting that people who don't believe don't believe. When it comes to that moment of crisis, suddenly people are open.
3: I think it brings yeah. them
2: to the precipice of allowing belief back in, which is always an interesting moment.
3: You know, and there's that thing about staying humble. You don't you don't take credit for that kind of stuff. You know no. what I mean? You develop. We were at Kathy Mcchesney, Mary Mcchesney's. And we had been in a severe, severe drought. You know, there was like fire warnings and uh, um, we had done a drum circle at Mary's and we, you know, like we weren't like, I don't, I I just don't believe that we should bully the weather. You know, we were just drumming and dancing. We had (laughs) rain sticks and we were honoring the spirits of the weather. And um, two o'clock in the morning, like the thunder broke. We had like two days of torrential rain and everybody's like um, message me on Facebook saying did did we do this <laughs> <laughs> of course we did, of course you know, there did. Was like no rain in the forecast and you know so when you start believing in yourself that much yeah that's when you start to become dangerous so I like to be humble and just you know, oh nobody you know, is more humble than
1: you you're incredible. <laughs> um barb tell our listeners how they can
3: reach you find you work with you um and what do you have coming up so i have this weekend and i think we're supposed to do this podcast a couple weeks ago i have the introduction to shamanic journey this weekend um so and that's the like the precursor for like everything that we do here so and i i have like for the next several months, something like I have um intro and then I think the next month is extraction. And then mm-hmm. the next month is psychopomp, which is um, <sighs> helping people that are dying and mm. then also helping cross like, you know, the dead spirits that are stuck. And then we have something really, really, really cool. Um Jennifer Tong, who's D's daughter is doing this north like there's not too many things anymore that I think are like oh my god that was freaking amazing but Jennifer um, is on our our SSP planning board and she gave us a little preview of this at our gathering list um fall and I said you have to come and teach this so that's three months and then I think soul retrieval and soul retrieval is is five days so that that's in the summer Mm. and then the cycle will start again can they find um, that on your website, Barb? On Willa's Buddhism? Yeah, they can, Facebook's better than the website. Like I'm really, <laughs> always really good at, and I've just hired like a marketing person, Katie. You'll be so proud of me because <laughs> I just can't. Like I hate that stuff. I hate. Me I too know you do doing me the know. And the website and all that kind of stuff. You know, like. I talk to plants. I like horses and canoes. I don't like. I know. I know. I always said to you, well, who's going to bring that for you, Barb? Is that the unicorns and leprechauns?
1: And and what's the marketing plan? Um so you yeah, got mad I at do. me. It, Wait, it, can I it, tell it's... our listeners about the time you got mad at me? You wanted me to come to a meeting with you and it was a bunch of hoo-ha ladies, like you know, ya yeah, yeah, ladies, and you said no, no, it'd be good for us to go. And I said, No, I got other plans, I'm not going. I said, They sit around and sing kumbaya. I said, and nobody has a business plan. And you called me up after the meeting and said, You're an asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he started the meeting like you're supposed to be like about a like a psychic fair financial thing and barb said i'm in the middle of it and it, we all start and they said but first before we start um like let's all hug and let's all and barb goes immediately thought of you saying yeah who's going to bring that for the unicorns and leprechauns nobody's got a business plan
3: and you know me,
1: I'm like, don't touch me. I'm <laughs> not a
2: huggy, touchy person, no. no. I was at
3: something one time and Zelda was there. And, uh, you know, the the woman said something about, well, you know how we are all. We're all yeah. like airy fairy. And I just looked at Zelda and she looked at me like,
2: well, no,
3: we're like the proverbial bull in the Chinese <laughs> shop, you know, right. airy about either one of us.
2: No touchies. Yeah. No, no touchies, no touchies. <laughs>
3: Um,
1: all right. So our listeners go to willow tree wisdom, um, through Facebook Mm -hmm. and you will find, um, Barb's upcoming workshops, just going out to, um, Barb's, um, house where the shop is, is just an experience in itself. It is amazing. And it is adorable. Um, and definitely, definitely good energy there. So you want to make sure that you, you plan a day to go and do something like that. Um, and um michelle what do you have coming up do you have any events coming up
2: um you know i've got a couple of um well i got a couple of events but they're they're private realtor events so nothing to really you know i'll anyone all my realtor friends who are listening i'll see you soon it'll be fun um and i do have to talk to barb um about doing another dowsing workshop
3: and i also have a psychic fair coming up in february michelle oh we Dude. I think we do. I have to get. It. I'm not. I don't even know if I put it on the calendar. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you know two
1: even needs? own like a like a like a planner or anything? I mean, that's. It's really easy to resolve these things. <laughs> I have a planner. He, I just didn't know we have this. He, I, like, these guys laughing because it's literally like I don't know when is that? Oh, I think we do. I mean, See, how does anything I... ever happen?
3: Barb and I are, are you know what okay, Katie? I also manage events for about four different organizations. That is true. And yes, that is I true. Have, you know, I've had the summer from hell with my aunt. So I yeah, know. Um so but you know, another thing, another head. like as far as ethics, um shamanicteachers.com that's Sandy Ingerman's site of all the teachers oh, okay. that she has certified. And you know, like we are not licensed. Her certification. Doesn't mean, you know, anything other than she has personally like trained these people. But like for somebody that, you know, might be in another state that's listening or something. Mm -hmm. ShamanicTeachers.com gives you a list of practitioners and other teachers and their workshops. Okay. So also the uh, Society for Shamanic Practices. So a lot of times they have like really cool events by and the Society for Shamanic Practices was when I got on, it was all like doctors and psychiatrists that were this yeah. board, you know, that wow. like, just thought there were better healing modalities. So, um, but that's also a good source of really ethical, well-trained, you know, people that belong to their associations usually are invested in their business. They're invested. Right. So, right. you know, like and most of the associations are probably a good safe source of learning or practitioners excellent
1: d do you have anything coming up you want to share with the listeners
0: um dj in the middle school dance at Shalmont on friday which oh, really nice. is not really to, it's not really open to the public and i, I don't recommend any adults just show up <laughs> 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 that's
1: um, not creepy
0: that's highly frowned upon at <laughs> <Yes>. nowadays.
1: <laughs> but I'm glad that you're getting you're getting DJ gigs like you wanted. You're manifesting that. And that's that's, that's,
0: that's as good. As of right now, there's the only one on the books. I did the uh, Chili Cook-Off at Colony. I Care's Chili Cook-Off last Friday, which was yeah. a great time. But if anybody in the Capital Region is looking for a DJ for any kind of event, uh, you can email me, dscottradio at yahoo.com. wonderful uh, we can work something out and i'll gladly bring my my ridiculously amazing entertainment to your function
2: (laughs) wonderful and i I need to talk to you about songs for adam and cassie's wedding which is only seven months away now
0: and remind me of the date and i probably should talk to them too
2: september 9th
0: (laughs) okay Wonderful,
1: I'm ask everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, for myself, we have we. I'm still doing the psychic development classes. We are in the process of doing um, level one. I think we have one more class tomorrow night. We will be offering that again. We're going into level two, so please sign up if you've had any interest in this. You do not have to take level one to get into level two. Um, it kind of just is. Um, very flowing and every time it's a little bit different when we teach it. So um, please reach out to me and let me know if you're interested in taking a psychic development class I love doing it. And um, I think I can say now um, coming, uh, I think it's April 1st. It is April 1st. I will be back at Vapor Casino. So, um, they will have up the information uh, shortly and um and made out for public announcements but you heard it here first yay (laughs) so yes so excited about that so again as always barb thank you so so much for coming on and sharing
3: i noticed i haven't had my face on this it's like my hand, my ceiling. <laughs> well, that's why we were like, did we
1: lose you? But we, we could hear you beautifully. So um, thank you again, Barb, for coming on and, and being amazing and being our friend. We really appreciate you have, you know, the time to do this with us. So thank you. Thank well, you. Ditto. Thank you. And uh, thank you, D. Scott. Thank you, Michelle Lyons-Folito. Thank you. And so thank fun. you, as always, to all of our listeners for liking us, subscribing, sharing, and please keep your suggestions coming. I have been um, cutting through the list um, that you guys helped us basically develop of things you wanted us to do, and and um, trying to offer some of that. So we will be definitely. I try to revisit it before every um, time we're planning our dates yeah. and our bookings. So. Um, anytime something comes up or you see something and you'd like us to do a deep dive on it or get a guest on the show, please let us know. We love it. So thank you all again and stay safe and be blessed.